0: I was scrolling through the eShop late one night when oh that's like the song that's like the monster mash <laughs> I was scrolling in the eShop late one night when I came across I don't know how the rest of the song goes uh unimportant I came across a Kirby game and like I used to really like Kirby uh Kirby Nightmare in Dreamland on the Game Boy uh or is that Kirby's Return to Dreamland one of those on the Game Boy is very good, and, and I played a lot out of it. And then I sort of followed up with the subsequent Nintendo DS games. Uh, and, and I was like, what happened? To, what's Kirby up to lately? There is a free to play Kirby game, Justin. I don't know what it's called, but it is like it's just like boss fights and stuff, but you it's got like these RPG mechanics to it. And like upgrades and stuff. And it was really weird because to me, Kirby, like Nintendo sort of turned Kirby into like a very kid friendly character, which I mean, I think he's always sort of been that way. But like those games sort of turned into those. Do you know what I mean by that?
1: Mm hmm. Um, I I don't have like super memorable Kirby game memories like i had the kirby just dreamland i think for the original Mm -hmm. game boy um but kirby's dreamland for the game boy uh and it was like uh, i don't know fun is not the right word i think (laughs) it was like one of those games like a lot of game boy games were either too easy for for me at that age or just you never got past the first level kind of thing sure and that one was just kind of like it's kind of easy for me
0: well i just like seeing this Kirby game it's like okay so you are clearly going for a more kid-friendly tone with Kirby and that's fine but are like advanced RPG mechanics (laughs) like is that the way to go do you know what I mean it 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 reminds me of I didn't play it but I had sort of seen a lot of people talking about the way that uh, Paper Mario the Origami King was like it was kid-friendly but also like weirdly inaccessible in terms of like some of its mechanics um and, and i'm always curious about like how games like that like perform because typically for the people who are older pl- that are playing it they kind of like i don't know it's not people aren't raving about like oh this mechanic made me feel like a child you know or like this game was like super <laughs> kid was it was like so kid-friendly that it wasn't like particularly challenging but then like kids who are gonna play it are like it's not fun like i don't like it's like doing homework
1: you're not gonna like the new pokemon snap game
0: (laughs) oh really is it like that (laughs) yeah it's
1: yeah and and i think so the game you're talking about is the super kirby clash right
0: yes yes that's what it is
1: yeah and i I remember that was like one of those like things that they had that you could download if you had the the switch online and I think yes. that was, like, a, a way to, like, incentivize people to get that and just to make the 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 service worth something. And I think Kirby's Clash aside, I think that is a worthwhile service. But in terms of a Kirby game, Kirby is like, I bet if I type in Kirby Body Pillow into the no, Internet, i find something about that. Justin. Yeah.
0: Don't do this. Justin. People. Uh, you know, Ker- Kirby does that thing where he, like, never mind.
1: Uh, what does he do?
0: He swallows people, Justin. He does. He whole, does. He's, he's just a giant... Ker- Justin. Okay, now that's cute. Isn't now it pretty
1: you, cute? So for, for those of you who uh, <laughs> think I'm just a creepy body pillow guy, this is like a pillow that is shaped like Kirby's, and his mouth is open, and you can put your head in his mouth like so you're, like, laying in it. It looks pretty, pretty awesome. I'd, I'd buy 12 of those.
0: We did the clash. The Super Kirby clashed of the Monster Mash. <laughs> it's Hitbox! Welcome back to Hitbox, episode number... 44 today we're gonna to be talking about a lot of news we there, there's it, been a lot of news a lot of things are happening in the video game sphere as we sort of gear up for e3 but we're gonna talk about all that a little bit later my name is peter Hunt one of your co-hosts and with me is my good friend justin how are you Justin? i'm doing
1: excellent i uh the the school year is winding down i have one mm. more day of school and it's just teacher meetings
0: oh that's awesome and yeah, then you're and- done
1: they're going to have the teacher meetings uh, in the the football stadium that we have, because that's the only way that we can get the whole staff kind of together. Uh, yeah. So we'll be outside. Hopefully it rains, because I'm always one that likes chaos, and I think that would create <laughs> the most chaos.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay. That yeah, makes but, sense. I, I've been avoiding the outdoors. Uh, my allergies are really bad right now uh, with, with the pollen and all of that, so I've been... Not sick because like I'm not sick, you know what I mean. But like, it's not COVID, everyone. It's just allergies. Literally, today I was in the parking lot of work and I sneezed like four times, and I was like, "Everyone is looking at me do this," <laughs> and they're just like, I, "He's coming in here." Yeah, uh, man. I, I'm not sick. I am just allergic to pollen. What is pollen?
1: It comes from plants.
0: So, you know what's interesting? And then, Scientists and, then, still aren't and sure.
1: then it it um turns you into a zombie. That's what happened to me. Turns you into a mushroom man.
0: D- that's actually Justin, my brain's at like 50% capacity. <laughs> I know you were making a last of us reference. Yeah. But then I was gonna just make that into the joke of like, actually that's the last of us, but I was like, that's clearly what you're doing. Uh <clears throat> um you know not rec- that's capacity. actually
1: real, right? That fungi.
0: Yeah, dude. I watched Planet Earth when I was a kid. My yeah. mom fast forwarded through that part because it was gross. It's it's spooky, man. Don't you like when
1: your parents try to like uh, censor the TV that you're watching by like fast forwarding it, putting parental controls? I remember when I watched Jurassic Park, the original in theaters, and my dad was on um, parental control uh, for us because I must have been like six or seven at the time. Not necessarily the most responsible choice by my, my parents, but he so he like covered my sister and my eyes with his hand. Right. Right. Except he was into Jurassic Park.
0: Yeah, and it's a great he, flick.
1: He like he basically extended his hands, and you could see through the fingers, <laughs> like everything that was happening. So yeah. I saw everything that those raptors did in that movie at the age of uh, like seven, and it was formative for me. You know what I, was I mean? Say,
0: but is there like anything really graphic in there? I'm, maybe there isn't. I just oh don't remember. yeah, <laughs> is I there? Yeah, y- y- I mean. Y- 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 it's I mean, like, maybe if you're, like, seven, it's probably not great.
1: And, like, comparatively, you know, old games are old. Old movies are old. A lot of that stuff looks much more graphic much, in that yeah. time. Yeah, you know, okay. like, you're like, this is this is world changing. And yeah, now okay. it's just all CG and everything like that. So you you don't even notice it. But, like, when it came out and, like, I, I, whenever Jurassic Park 1 came out, it was awesome.
0: I I think it's still awesome. You know what else is awesome, Justin? Video games, and I want to hear about the games that you've been playing this week.
1: My list is very short this week, but the time is not.
0: Okay, let's so, talk about Near Replicant, ladies and gentlemen. You know? Welcome to the Near Replicant section. <laughs> Glad to so, have you. So let's talk
1: about. it. Do you have the platinum? Near Replicant. I don't have a platinum. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm two hours away from it. Peter, I I have played this game for uh, over 61 hours at this point.
0: Oh my gosh! So fun.
1: I, am I having fun? <laughs> no, it's like it's like th- this last speed run because the last trophy I have is the beat the game in fifteen hours, which is not going is not hard at all. I think I am four and a half hours through it, and I am basically done already because by this point of the game, I am a master
0: I was of say, just yeah. running
1: around. So I'll get the, the I'll beat this game in under fifteen hours easily. Um, my goal is try- I am trying to do it in under six, so we'll Ooh. see how that happens. But I don't think it will. Um, but I put about 20 hours of the, of the, my life into this game this week, 18 of that almost (laughs) was me getting the GD weapon upgrades.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about that. So you did it. I mean, I guess my, okay, here's a big question for you. Like how many times have you played through the game?
1: Uh, I mean, that's a harder question than you think it is. Uh, Mm. but I have five endings and I'm working on the six speed run.
0: Gotcha. And once you do this, once you have done this, is that when you get the final ending?
1: No, no. At this point, I've seen everything that I need to see in the game. Oh, There's got it. There's got nothing it. new, so I'm basically on my the speedrun playthrough. I'm playing through it like the very first time. Um, so like it's shorter. You don't get the weird interstitial cutscenes between like boss encounters and stuff. So it's just like very like just the basic thing. So I've seen all the content. This would have been a very enjoyable platinum. If it wasn't for the upgrade 33 of your weapons and it was made better by the fact that in this version of on the PS4, PS5 or whatever, uh, near replicant version nine, whatever it is, uh, there are five extra weapons. So you don't have to upgrade Mm. every weapon you have. Oh, you have a choice. So there was a couple that had some upgrade requirements that I'm like, (laughs) not happening uh, that I could just avoid. Um, but, uh, I did get 33 upgraded of my 38 weapons, that trophy aside, it really wasn't a bad trophy list. However, it is going to take me 63 hours. So if you got that <laughs> time on your hands, uh, uh, you can do it.
0: Okay. So I want to talk about the, like that additional content. Was it cool? Like, was it interesting or like worth it? Mm, it it's like an no, hour, I, isn't it?
1: Yeah, like to get there, well, <laughs> to get there, it technically takes about an hour and a half of speed running to get to the point in a story, and then there's like a, a moment in the story that happens that's changed. It's like, I, I don't really want to go into too many spoilers, but um, if you remember in Nier Automata, there's a moment at the end of the game that's like, do you want to make this choice that's going to like change everything on your, on your file? Oh. So you do that again and on oh. this one um and then you start playing it again from scratch to get this other ending but it kind of like it, there were some things that happened that kind of like told you what was going to happen like it's a very meta thing so i try to like rename myself after that for that playthrough and it's like you can't choose this name for some reason and i was mm. like why not and then it kind of like oh that's why but Got uh it. so the ending you basically kind of get a new playable character um, you have a limited move set that's different from what your original character had and then you probably uh. have about a half hour battle in front of you and that's it. Huh. And it connects pretty closely to Nier Automata's story and it looks more so than this one. Um, but, I mean, overall, did it make the story better? No. Did it explain things <laughs> and how it links between the two? Not really. Did okay. it really do anything to make the game better? No. Got- and my overall review of this game after getting the platinum and almost doing everything in it is I think the 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 game falls apart because the extra stories and the playthroughs that you have to do to get the extra story does really not change that much and make that much better in mm-hmm. the overall story uh and what's very different in near automata like you got to play it again like if you're playing that game you got to keep playing it because things are significantly different by the end right it's like world changing it's like everything is different but this one it's just like when they tell you you're you gonna have to get f- f- like basically five playthroughs of the game you're you're just doing that same basic thing with a little that bit sucks. of context um but that doesn't mean the game's bad uh right it's just i can't recommend someone like going for the platinum and trying to get the story 100 percent. it's just not as good but
0: well i'm glad that you're there what are you gonna do once you're done because i know that like sometimes when i get a platinum i'm like what do i like who have i become now like what do i do from here
1: oh the first thing is i'm gonna delete it from my system and never play it again <laughs>
0: <laughs> and just yeah. never
1: really think about it yeah
0: <laughs> i mean it'll be a story when you're looking at it and someone's like you got the platinum on your replicant it's kind of cool you're like no It wasn't cool.
1: (laughs) And, like, it wasn't an easy... Like, it wasn't necessarily an easy Platinum, but it wasn't difficult. Um, So, like, I'm not even proud of it is one of the things. You know what I mean? Like, I can't look back at it. Like, I am proud of my Dragon Age Inquisition Platinum. Like, that was not an easy one to get. Right. Uh, So I'm very proud of that one. And I I think even looking at my trophies, most of them are just kind of, like, easy games. But this one was kind of, like... it took effort, but I'm not proud of it.
0: I I, I know what you mean. Uh, well, that's... I'm happy for you that you've done that. Can I tell you about a game I'm not super proud of?
1: Uh-oh. Yes, please.
0: Uh, okay. So, well, first of all, I just want to preface by saying I've been playing a lot of Apex arenas. It's a good game mode. Some characters are completely, entirely broken in it, but I'm sure they're going to rebalance things and, and fix them up. But anyway, so...
1: But just actually going off that, do you think they, yeah. they would rebalance the game to fix the arenas mode? Like, would they change characters and stuff to do that? Like,
0: No, I don't think so. Well, let me say this. I don't think that they would, like, make a change to a character in both modes. Oh, okay. For example, Lifeline is the medic character. And her one of her passive abilities is that when she... If, if one of your teammates is down, you have to, like, hold... Uh, like the square button or like X um, to bring them back up, right? And it takes like five, 10 seconds or something like that. So you're both vulnerable in that time. And in arenas, that's like, there's not a lot of space for that, you know, like, like, yeah. But uh, Lifeline uh, has a little drone that she drops that automatically brings people up. So she doesn't have to stay there and stay down to help those people up, which means that like, uh, it's it's good <laughs> it's just it's it's a really useful ability which is cool if you are the one doing that but if you are against that it becomes a little much you know do what they saying? still
1: do they still do the same thing on your team when you can't have two lifelines
0: yes okay because that would be insane or, like, <laughs> that would be crazy but um i like it i think it there's some rebalancing that needs to happen and they're trying to figure out like a lot of people when things are looking bad uh just quit so like mm. if you lose the first round, people just quit, which sucks. And like it, it sucks to be like versing a team that is like that because it's like, well, you know, I want it to be fair. Yeah. And then it, uh, it sucks when it when it happens to you because you're like, ah, oh, cool. But Well, the good um, thing
1: is that to get to that point you have to be good enough to at least win the first match.
0: Right. Yeah. So then
1: it's just an easy, and easy uh coast to the victory. But yeah, that's you know, sometimes like people just need to stick with it. Be a trooper, help everyone else yeah. here.
0: So, uh, in a match last night, we got steamrolled, and uh, I forgot to mute the squad. They they weren't, like, talking, like, during the round. But uh, with the PlayStation 5 controller, like, if someone is talking to you in a party, it doesn't come through, like, your TV audio. It comes through your speaker on your mm. controller. Mm. And so... I was very startled when we lost, and someone just goes, "Y'all suck!" <laughs> like it was just like, well, well, Excuse me. So I was having an off night. I'm are you sorry, sure that wasn't sir. from your teammate? <laughs> no, it was. That's what I mean. <laughs> oh, it was. It was from my teammate oh, who was like, "You guys suck." It. I was like, got first it. of all, you lost too, my friend." Yeah. Um, Justin, I bought and have been playing with my Apex crew, uh, Hood Outlaws and Legends. Now, if you know, if you don't know this game. Uh, are, are you familiar? Let me preface this in that.
1: It's the Robin Hood game, right?
0: Yeah, that they like, it was at some Sony thing. And it's not very good. I spent $30 on it and we played it a little bit. And we were, I was like, oh, oh, oh. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so it's, uh, I don't, it has elements to be a really good game. It is like a bank. It's like a heist game where you uh, are dropped in a map and you have to steal uh, a key from this like super powerful guard. And then you have to get the treasure and then you have to steal the treasure, put it on a boat and like crank it all the way up. You you put it on like a little like crank thing. You have to crank it all the way up. Um, And each person is playing a different character who has different abilities. So like there is an archer who's obviously got long range abilities, but is no good in like close combat. Um, And so like, like it's better to run than to engage in combat with him because that's sort of how he goes. And it's like, it's interesting. It's almost like the old Assassin's Creed multiplayer. If Mm. instead of just kill the person, um, it was like steal stuff. Mm. And that's fun. Like that's fun enough when you're doing it against the computer, but the actual game of it is, you are racing another team to do that. Mm. So you have two teams dropped in the middle of this area, and like you're racing to do it. And uh, we are not very good at it, and everyone else is like level a hundred because I assume that the people who, I assume that people who bought it, either loved it and are still playing it, or like dipped immediately because it's <laughs> relatively new. Yeah. So when three level four. Guys show up in a match, everyone's like easy out because yeah, people are like it. you know level 70 or whatever. Uh, it's 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 fine. Uh, uh, I, I'm upset, I'm trying to get 30 dollars out of it, but so, I don't know. So, if so that's why aren't happen. you
1: liking it? Is it because of the difficulty spike, or is it other things that are keeping you from liking it? And by difficulty spike, I mean the fact that people have the learning curve like they've been playing yeah. it longer. Uh,
0: the, that's not great, um, but also like it is a game that in the tutorial is like building you up to like, okay, you need to take your time with this and like stealth. being stealthy is the way to go about this. But then as soon as you start, um, like an actual match, it's just like sprint, go for it, go, go, Mm. go, go. And like, you're just sprinting through the town, like alerting guards and everything. Um, so, so what you can do is you can do like practice modes where you don't have that other team, like attacking you and that oh, okay. is much more fun because to me like that's the game that i want to play like just a heist game that's cool but like there's only four or five maps and the objectives don't even change from map to map it's always steal the key it's always get the treasure it's always bring it to this location so the mechanics are cool enough and like what it's going for is cool it's just there's like not a whole lot of sub- like actual substance there does that make yeah, sense I'm-
1: yeah. It's a, and to add to, to, to what you're saying, too, I'm just I pulled over Metacritic and again, Metacritic is not everything, but yeah, it, it yeah. has uh, reviewed on PC. It's a 64 critic average and a 4.9 user average.
0: Yeah, that's about right.
1: So that's about right. It's it's not like everyone's loving it and you're just hating it. Um, on on Xbox One, it got a 61. So (laughs) I'm pretty sure this is. Uh, IGN gave it a six out of ten. You know, like I, it's it's probably just fine. Um, I I have a suggestion for for you in your crew play. Yeah, what's up? Have you ever played GTA uh, GTA Online? Uh,
0: no, I've actually, Justin, never played a Grand Theft Auto game.
1: I I'm not gonna say that's shocking because um, I think if you ever go back to play some of the older ones, uh, you know what we say on this podcast all the time.
0: Yeah, old games are old. <laughs> and
1: they're old. Um, like what I thought San Andreas looked like in my head when I went to look, go back and play it like a year ago was not Probably the game not, I remembered. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the the memory of a lot of expletives being shouted that I would never say out at the at the TV. Um, probably really was cause for concern for my parents when I was fourteen years old.
0: Oh, you mean like people saying it in the game? Loudly, you sure? frequently,
1: sure. Uh, but Samuel Jackson, by the way, is is a character in that too. And you know, oh, is he really? He, yeah, yeah, he's like one of the the police officer antagonists in it. But uh, I no, I I don't I wouldn't advocate going back to play a bunch of the old GTA games, but GTA Online, um, they. I mean, you don't even have to play the single player game for that to like get the heist, but they do have like heist modes and stuff. So if you if you like that aspect of, um, doing, uh, the kind of preparing for something and doing something, I think you might like to play the heist mode.
0: Okay, that's that that could be interesting. We're also we're getting a lot of mileage out of the division two. Mm, yes. Um, and so that's that's fun. But yeah, yeah. I just I wish hoods was hood hoods hood Uh, hood hood. was better but i I like calling it hoods 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 outlaws and legends anyway um i also have you heard about turnip boy
1: i heard a thing about it and it 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 it, it, like it seemed to be something that i would enjoy so i gotta ask you what is it
0: so i'm playing turnip boy commits tax evasion and uh
1: <laughs> it's my weirdly enough
0: elena was like hey can we play this game and i was like what oh. is it and then she, we watched the trailer and i was like yes <laughs> so it is a game where you play as turnup boy uh who is running away from the police uh their uh, the or irs who does taxes the irs,
1: IRS does
0: um and and basically You run around and like rip up wanted posters for you and and you do all these sorts of quests. And it is a big spoof on like the top down Legend of Zelda games. Mm -hmm. And it's wonderful. It's got a great sense of humor. Uh, I have not played that much of it. Elaine is further than I am, but um, it's fun. It's like very cute, very silly. I think you would love this game
1: the genres according to um the internet are indie game fighting yep. game action adventure
0: game question mark yeah i mean like it's it's zelda so like you leave your house and you you are i don't remember, i don't know what like the overarching goal excuse me overarching goal is but they basically say you can't leave the town until you go get a sword and you like, okay, okay. Yeah, and yeah. so you go and you have to water like a radish sword and then you have a sword um Little thing pops up and says it's dangerous to grow alone. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you like fight bosses, and it's it's cool, it's it's cute, it's very like reminiscent of things like the Minish Cap or uh, uh Link's Awakening. Is that mm-hmm. one Link in Time? No, no, Link's, Link's Awakening is one Link, Link to the
1: Past is one too. Oh, uh, okay, Link's Awakening is the one that he just came out with that I have a, a thing for, but I've never played it.
0: Oh, the remake.
1: Yeah, I, I played the original on the Game Boy. Mm-hmm. Game Boys are hard, by the way. <laughs> uh, and then I uh, uh, bought it when I bought my girlfriend her Switch, but I just never played oh, it. Oh, gotcha.
0: So it's there. I heard, it, I heard that was good, but uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a quality title.
1: I I'm looking at a picture, and there's a turnip running with money, and then there's a pig with a crown on it that has a onion on the back of the pig chasing. So the, the onions.
0: The, I assume the onion is. Uh, Mayor Onion or like Mayor Onions and or something like that. Uh, <laughs> I believe he's the bad guy. Uh but so basically anytime anyone hands you a piece of paper, it'll be like it highlights the word like tax or something like that. Like you get a check for completing a mission or something like that. And um you you read the text and then the only thing you can do to to any of the pieces of paper is just tear them up. So you get the letter in, in the mail, like the the thing that starts the game is you get the letter being like you are um under arrest for tax evasion. And you just rip it up. <laughs> and, um, or, or there's this thing that happens very early on, right? When you get the sword, you talk to this guy and like, th- there are like these snail enemies and you talk to this guy and he's like, and you're like, Oh my gosh, like my snail roommate, like never pays any rent. Like what the heck? And so you get the sword and you come back and you just kill the um, snail. And he's like, I didn't mean for you to kill him. He was defenseless. What's wrong with you? <laughs> like, it's, it's funny. It's got a sense of humor that I think you'll really appreciate. Yeah, no,
1: this is this looks like a, a good game for me to play. Um, it's on Switch. And PC. Yeah, I'm Yeah,
0: play, I'm playing it on Switch.
1: Did it just get released for Switch?
0: Uh, In April, at the end of April. OK. Um, yeah, it's 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 quite good. Quite good. I'm excited I'm, to play more.
1: I'm excited to play it as well. That'll definitely be on my list.
0: So speaking of the Switch, you're playing Pokemon Snap, right?
1: I am playing, uh, I believe it's new Pokemon Snap.
0: Excuse me. How, <laughs> how could I be so how foolish?
1: How dare you? Uh, before I get into that, what were your thoughts of Pokemon Snap?
0: The Nintendo 64 was not, like I was past that. My first console was like the GameCube, like right when that sort of came out. Uh, and then in the following years, my sister ended up with a Nintendo 64, and then mm-hmm. we played all sorts of more classic games on there. And so one of those was Nintendo was Pokemon snap, excuse me. And, uh, it's fine. It's fun. I mean, you take pictures of Pokemon and, (laughs) and, Uh, you know, yeah, I I think
1: if I'm going to critique the original Pokemon snap at first, uh, it's like one of those games that there's not that much content in it.
0: (laughs) That's, that's the thing we sort of did where it's like, Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, Yeah. And,
1: and like, it, I don't want to say it's boring to play and replay and replay and replay, but I think it's a little boring to play and replay and replay and replay. Um, just because it's it's very simple. Like, you have a couple of things that you can do with the Pokemon. You can throw an apple at it. You can throw poison gas at it. That makes it upset. <laughs> and you can play your Poke flute. Those are, like, the ways you interact with the world, right? Right. And, like, some of it requires, like, these, like, crazy trick shots to get your Pokemon to do certain things. And... Other than that, like, you just keep going through the same levels, try to unlock some secrets and stuff, and it can be pretty repetitive. So, new Pokemon Snap.
0: Yeah. Is it... Is there more to it?
1: It's still that same core idea. Yeah. Um, except you don't throw the poison that, uh, disturbs the Pokemon anymore. You throw, like, uh, a thing that makes them glow, (laughs) which is still technically a drug, it seems like.
0: (laughs) I guess an improvement other than... Right,
1: right. Yeah. Um... But um, the game itself, it has many more RPG-like elements to it. Hmm. And uh, one of the more interesting aspects of it is that each course you play has its own research level. And every Pokemon you, you take a picture of, every like angle you take of that Pokemon, uh, you get uh, experience points that go to uh, making the research level of that map get higher so you start at level one and uh then you get to level two and once you get to level two pokemon change on the map so at first if you have like a pikachu running around the map at the very beginning he might run away from your vehicle when he sees you at level one at level two he runs up to you he's like he's used to you he runs up to Uh, your your vehicle so it basically changes significantly based on how like what you've done in that level to raise your research level up which is kind of cool because it does give you not only incentive to keep going back to the levels but when you do get a new level it changes it so it's not like i'm going through the 15th time running through this level
0: yeah can i ask is it like are you on rails or are you like controlling you are the on rails mm. and
1: and that's one of those things that can be a little bit annoying um, because there are sometimes like there was this one, uh, th- this one map I was doing and I got a task that I had to take a picture of a glowing uh, flower mm-hmm. and there was one place in this map that had the glowing flower and I missed it because it's right by a waterfall or I guess a sandfall. And I missed it like three times of me playing that and I had to replay the level three times mm. to get that picture which is kind of annoying and these levels aren't long they're like maybe a minute and a half two minutes at the most of you kind of like going around and doing stuff so it's not like horrible but it's a little bit annoying to do at times sure um but the the fact that you can go back and like get updates to the levels is kind of cool and i'm still to the part i'm probably like three hours in the game so i keep unlocking new stuff like i i have a melody there's no polka flute there's like a melody um okay. i have my apples that you get pretty early on i have like a scanning feature which every game benefits from a scanning feature <laughs> right. um and then you can unlock in a level the the glowing thing to throw at them um But that doesn't carry from level to level. So there's, like, a lot of ways to interact with the Pokemon in that. But it still just basically requires you to, like, throw something, hit something and throw it. And then you get, like, (laughs) you get, like, points for, like, hitting something. Or uh, they do something different. Like, if you throw an apple at someone, they don't like it. So they make make an angry face. Or if you throw an apple at someone to guide them over some place to eat it, you can get, like, a different angle at Pokemon. But the the game it's still the core on rails type of thing but i kind of changed in my head so instead of this being like oh it's just an on rails photo game if you think of it as like an on rails shooter it kind of makes it okay if you're okay. thinking about it that way and i know that's kind of like the obvious thing like well yeah you're taking pictures it's like that's your, that's the thing you're doing but um this, this game, as in the old Pokemon sap, requires you to be pretty precise with some of your throws in order to do stuff. Like, you have to hit someone's head to make it fall off a tree. I've murdered okay. probably 15 Gravelers, by the way, because in oh. the game, they're, like, hanging off the edge of something, and if you throw an apple at it, uh, it falls, and some of them fall right in the lava, so I've murdered oh a gosh. lot of them. It's pretty horrific. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, but the... Uh, At this point, with me doing, uh, like, playing it the the three or four hours I've done it, I haven't been sick of a level yet because of that the fact that they keep changing.
0: Mm. And
1: once you go back to the earlier levels with the new upgrades that you have, it also changes how you play them. And there's many more levels than there were in uh, the original one. And not only Uh, are there more levels, there are Day and Night as well. And each day and night has its own research level. So you play a level at, at the daytime and, you know, the Pokemon, the, the day Pokemon are running around, you play it at night, whole different set of Pokemon. Yeah. They all do different things. And there's also like specific tasks that you get, um, like research tasks that for each time you get a new level and each time you, it's at a new, re- uh, like a research level, uh, you have like a list of... Five things that you're saying. I wonder what would happen if this happens. They're like kind of almost riddles that kind of make you think about like, all right, I know there's this riddle about this Pokemon. What can I do to make this Pokemon do this thing? So there's like Hmm. actual tasks that you have to do that make it. not only like more reason for you to go back and try to get pictures of things, but like it gives you direction too. because some of the stuff can be pretty obtuse with what you have to do. I know it's just like throwing apples and playing a flute around it, but still but, like to get yeah. a Pokemon to do a specific thing or go to a specific place sometimes takes a little bit of like, well, you got to lead this fish to the edge. So this Pokemon jumps after this fish. Okay. Got it. Um, So that kind of helps you like tell it, it, teaches you how to interact with some of these levels in a way that makes it pretty um, engaging to go back in a way that I did not feel with the original Pokemon snap.
0: Mm -hmm. Is it like, is it intuitive? So like if it says, I I don't know exactly like the specifics of what it would say, but if, if those like riddles that you're talking, talking about, are you able to understand like what it's asking you to do? For, pretty, for the most pretty part, simply. and, like,
1: the, the good thing about what they ask you to do um, is that uh, they have, uh, like, a little picture um, of not, like, what it looks like, but, like, what it would perhaps, like, where it would be in the course, mm, like, okay. where you could interact with it. So, one of them's called Hoot Hoot's Hidden Foot, and this is from the first level at night, so it's not that early in the game, so I'm not really spoiling anything, but it says, have you ever seen Hoot Hoot's Other Foot? you should try to get a photo of it. And they have a picture holding up here of like the hoot hoot standing on a thing um, with like the, and in this case, it has its one foot out, but you have to try to find a way to make it have both of its feet out. Got it. So they give you like, not only like a clue, but they give you an image to kind of know where it's around. And there's certain ones that are even more helpful and more specific too um, that you wouldn't even think about. Uh, Like, for example, there's there's, a... by the way, what, playing this game makes me realize how many Pokemon I don't know exist.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: okay. Like, there's a freaking Tyrannosaurus Rex kind of po- Pokemon. I couldn't even tell you what its name was, but it's like a, a, a Tyrannosaurus Rex rocket walking around, and it howls, and it, like, moves your car away. Sure. Um,
0: very, very Jurassic Park-esque. Yeah, right. If and you I will. And like, this is yeah. a
1: Pokemon? This looks like I'm on, like, in a Digimon world or something else, but the thing I don't like about this game is that... You think throwing an apple would be easy?
0: Well, it's, if it needs precision and you're using the switch. Right. Well, c- I'm not Joy-Cons. even using it. It doesn't
1: like the precision thing. You're in a moving vehicle and there's physics that go around with moving, with the thing moving and then your car moving and trying yeah, okay, to hit okay. it while it's moving is very hard to do. And plus, like, there's like arcs on it. So trying to predict where your apples are going to go can be very difficult specifically if you're supposed to get like a headshot of something that's flying really far away like okay and that can be frustrating if you want to get one specific thing to get like this like request that you're doing to finish a level like that can be really difficult but Mm. i don't plan on this being a game i'm gonna 100 because i think that would be a tedious 100 but like as of now just kind of going through it it's fun it's really relaxing like, like just to play it, like before I go to bed, I've been d- getting in the habit of it for this past week to just do a couple of runs of a level before I go to bed. Um, and unlike a shooter game, I don't feel like I'm going to be killed by anything or like, right. I don't feel like I'm anxious. And if I miss a photo, I'm like, damn, I got to play it again. But it's not like getting me into a place where I'm like upset about things. But overall, I mean, it's fun. I like it. It's in, it's, it's really replayable at this point. Um, and it, and there's always something new to do. So if you're a little bit interested in this game, if you heard about the last one, or if you like the last one, I definitely think you should get this one.
0: Okay, well, you know, it's interesting. I was sort of on the fence about this and I'm probably not going to buy it soon, but this was a game that is like, depending on how people talk about it, it might be the kind of thing that I skip, you know, like mm-hmm. if, it's, if it's really good, you know, then I'll probably check it out. Um, but it has sort of been in the back of my mind. as well, I'll try that out once I've sort of wrapped up other things because I cannot start new video games right now right um i say as i start hood and i start <laughs> onion boy or, or i know right onion boy uh, turnip boy yeah but um okay that that might be something i check and out. the
1: original guy from pokemon snap makes an appearance and i don't think that's a spoiler because is there really a freaking spoiler in pokemon snap i don't know, snap dude uh,
0: well he was in that he was in the show as well oh really yeah so he's in uh, when did po? Which Pokemon were around for po- the first Pokemon Snap? Was it just the it original, original one hundred and fifty? Okay, it's so Todd. then he was in. T- yes, Todd. Todd His was name in the name is anime. Todd
1: Snap. Everyone.
0: His name is Todd Snap. Everyone.
1: No, no, Todd Snap. I said everyone as in oh, like okay, gotcha. but Todd, Todd Snap, Snap. everyone. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's well, that's. He's a professional Pokemon photographer. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, he shows up and he he joins Ash and crew for a little while, um, if I'm not mistaken. But that's cool. Yeah, yeah I, I think you're okay about the Pokemon Snap Spoilers. I think I also think we're probably past the prime of everyone like rushing to GameStop to pick that up. <laughs> Justin, I'm just a Magikarp in this world trying to turn into a Gyarados. I really am. Yeah. Trying to trying to put down my childish things such as the move splash and I'm trying to learn hyper beam. And also electric moves for some reason. To <laughs>
1: I really, I hope there's like some kind of like bug in a Pokemon game that if you have a Magikarp at level 100 or 99, I guess, and it knows sp- like Splash, it like eh. 100% kills this one Pokemon every time.
0: You know, it's interesting. Like Splash, it's it's a mistranslation. Do you know that? Is it? Yeah, because everyone's like, what do you, because it's Splash and then like the following text is like nothing happened or something like that and um, it's supposed to be i don't remember what it is but it's like flail or like something like that um and it's a mistranslation and i always wondered what splash did i was like well maybe if you use it like in a water environment like maybe that'll do something no no but they never changed it which is weird because like it's kind of a meme that magikarp is like (laughs) horrible you know but yeah (laughs) he can also learn tackle and uh turns into a giant gyarados which is dope it's a pretty cool,
1: pretty cool Pokemon.
0: I would have to agree. Uh speaking of Nintendo things, uh did you see this thing about the Skyward Sword amiibo? I did see it. So this is wild. Let's let me let me pull this article up that you have here. This is uh, from GameSpot.com. This uh, article is titled New Zelda Skyward Sword HD Amiibo Figure Revealed. This is by Kevin Nezev- uh, Nezevic, and it says this. Nintendo is releasing a new Zelda Amiibo alongside the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, H- Skyward Sword HD on July 16th. The figure depicts Zelda with her loft wing, and when scanned, it allows you to travel between the surface and the sky much more quickly in the game. Um It's a good-looking Amiibo. I've not played Skyward Sword, so I don't really know anything about... Well, I mean, I know things about Zelda, but I don't really know about this giant bird-looking guy. Uh, But to my knowledge, buying this Amiibo allows you to fast travel in the game. A feature not included if you don't have the Amiibo.
1: (laughs) Okay, so the... The way Skyward Sword fast travel works is that there are, I believe, they're like owl statues, and the game is split between being in the sky and on the surface. And if that's a spoiler for you, it's called Skyward Sword. I'd hope there was a surface. Yeah. I mean, right. So, like, you're, you do the dungeons are generally on the ground level, and they have these owl statues that you have to go to to beam yourself up. And it's kind of like a big deal when you get one of those because you can beam yourself up really quickly. Okay. This amiibo allows you to do that at any point anywhere in the game. So if you are in a in a dungeon or a temple, whatever they call them, and you uh, want to like go back up to the home world to the sky world, you can do that immediately and then come back to that spot where you left. And okay. this is useful in that game because you have shield degredation, degredation? degradation, Sh- yeah. degred-
0: degradation, degradation, yeah, so- degradation, degradation.
1: Your shield, it's not a permanent shield, and your shield is actually really required in this game because, like, with the motion controls and everything, you need to, like, make sure that you're taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, So the internet is aflame because Nintendo is locking this feature of convenient fast travel from any point in the game behind an amiibo. Yeah. And uh, amiibos can be very hard to get if they're popular. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like without it even having like a feature like this, they can be really hard to to, to get. And this amiibo itself is like twenty five bucks, twenty four ninety nine, I believe.
0: Okay, so it's already a little bit more expensive. It's a little bit more money. but it's got two characters on it. It's got so. two
1: characters on it. I don't know many amiibos. I think this is a cool looking amiibo. It looks nice.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I did in fact myself purchase this amiibo. Oh, did you? I did.
0: Pre- so pre-ordered pl- it. I was gonna GameStop. say, are you planning on? Are you planning on playing Skyward Sword? Um,
1: Still up in the air, but here, okay. let me tell you why I purchased this. I purchased this because if I do play Skyward Sword, I want every handicap available to make me play and finish this game.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> because
1: I've started it three times, and I cannot finish it. It is yeah. not a great Zelda game, in my sure. opinion. It's very slow and maybe it gets better eventually, but there's a lot of backtracking, a lot of doing the same areas again. I think there's like maybe I'm going to misspeak here, but like there's basically like four biomes that you're in and each biome will have like two dungeons that you have to go at different times, so you have to basically interact with the same areas multiple times. Mhm. And it's just very repetitive and very like the same thing over and over and over and over again. So, I do want to play this and I got this amiibo because I'm hoping it will help me if I do buy it, finish it
0: finally yeah I, I mean that makes sense will buy it
1: because i am a, a, a broken man
0: broken for zelda i get it
1: but my question to you is what are your thoughts about nintendo hiding this feature behind an amiibo
0: i mean it's the most nintendo thing they could have done <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> like just on the got a nintendo
0: yeah uh, yes um I don't I don't know. Uh from what it sounds like the way you've explained it to me cuz again I haven't played Skyward Sword. Um it sounds like it's not that big of a deal. Would you agree like like if you if fast travel already exists in these specific areas, this just makes it a little bit more convenient.
1: It does. It's a it's a quality of life improvement, I would Correct. say. Correct. To a game that's a little bit not user friendly to begin yeah. with. Yeah.
0: Then, yeah, okay, then I guess I could see why people might be upset. Again, I, I think it's hard for me as someone who just hasn't played this game and probably won't, but I can understand why people are upset because, as we talked about, I think last week, remasters are hopefully the best version of the game. that that it, uh, Let me say it like this. When you play a remaster, you are wanting it to be exactly what you remember it being when you first played it. And if, turns out, there's, like, really unfun controls, or, you know, unfun mechanics, or, you know, quality of life stuff that just sucks, like, that that could be improved, then you want the the developer, the studio, whatever, to make those changes. Now, Nintendo, I don't know who specifically did this Skyward Sword remaster. I'm assuming it's Nintendo like you know whatever studios they do they use
1: morons morons well, did this
0: well and that's what i'm trying to say is like <laughs> you look at you look at the remaster for mario uh, mario 64 mario sunshine and what was the last one galaxy people weren't super happy because they didn't fix things or or they didn't change things enough to make it worth remastering and they didn't leave it alone enough to just make it a re-release that sort of seems like what's going on here. I'm going to imagine that not a whole lot else has been changed about Skyward Sword other than the control the control scheme and stuff like that, right?
1: Uh, yeah, from what I can tell they've they've changed the controls uh, to make it easier to play on a without the motion controls, which is great right. by the way. Um but yeah, I don't think it's like they're going out with crazy new features, but like if you go back to other Zelda remake games that they did, um, Wind Waker is still probably my favorite Zelda game of all time. Yeah. And when they redid that game, one of the biggest quality of life improvements they did was make your ship have a, a, a sail that made it go twice as fast. And oh, that just really? made like the traveling from place to place so much better because it was really slow at first, specifically in that game. Yeah. Um, but like what if they locked that feature behind an yeah. amiibo? And it's not like this is like companies do this kind of stuff. I think if EA or if uh, you know another big company that's gotten in trouble for these microtransactions, Ubisoft did this stuff. If they had a feature like this that made your life easier behind a paywall, they'd get railed for it. Yeah, and I mean, I spent I, I pre-ordered this, ended up spending like thirty three dollars on it be, with the the delivery and taxes because i was like well if i ever do play this game i want to to play it but like i i don't know i just
0: i think i think what you're saying makes a lot of sense i guess i think what's hard as i sort of said before is i haven't played it so i don't know how big of a deal that is
1: do you know what what i mean yeah yeah. but i don't know and like nintendo does this stuff but we as 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 like fans of nintendo buy this stuff all the time like it's annoying that I had to buy this. Yeah. But like if I didn't buy it, I wouldn't have liked the game as much.
0: Yeah. That's not great. I know. <laughs> like, I know. Yeah. And, and we always talk
1: about like I, I I think like Nintendo is great. I think Nintendo stuff is great. I love Nintendo games. But like this stuff is just kind of like they're they're blatantly just trying to get more money out of us.
0: Are they are they hurting, maybe? <laughs> You know, like <laughs> i mean are they are they need it yeah i, I mean know, that, you know. that
1: switch isn't doing too hot
0: no no just one's just kidding it. it's awesome <laughs> it's, i mean didn't it pass xbox and playstation sales uh, this year so far uh, i don't like
1: know that? i just can't wait for that new one to come out i'll buy three
0: yeah i'm excited for that one free so. room in my house yeah there you go <laughs> um i'm gonna get two and i'm gonna tape them together make it a the new nintendo ds
1: it'll be almost as powerful as an xbox one
0: uh, that's uh, by Xbox 1 you mean the original one? Yep. <laughs> the original Xbox. <laughs> uh yeah, but uh, that sucks. Now now that you've put it sort of in the perspective of of Wind Waker and stuff like that, that does suck. Particularly because, you know, revisiting old games isn't always fun because of those quality of life things or you know, talking about Nier, having to replay it over and over and over again to get those things like the uh, there are fixes for these things, you know? There, there are things
1: to make it easier. And, like, right. if there was a fast travel in, like, near Replicant that was... Only, like, you either had to buy a, a toy or pay extra money to get that fast travel system, like, where you could just pop from anywhere and, like, go back home. Like, I yeah, would that be mad. that would great. I yeah. would have definitely bought it, but I'd have been <laughs> mad
0: about doing it, you know? Right, yes. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I'm curious. Like, Nintendo is so set in their ways of being like entirely oblivious to just about everything. And like, part of me respects that a little bit, you know what I mean? Like they are so behind the times in terms of, I mean like internet things, like anything involving the internet or like, you know, these remasters, these remakes and, and yeah, I, that sucks.
1: Bottom line, I bought it, and I'm really not mad about it, but I, I wish I didn't. Because I'm like Amiibo, and I still have that dream of like collecting all the Amiibos, but yeah. also I realize how like unrealistic and expensive that would be.
0: Uh, just get the Animal Crossing ones for $2, <laughs> all of them. Yeah. <laughs> they can't get rid of them fast enough. I have them. Um, I will say this. I mean, just to be looking on the bright side, at least it's like a good-looking Amiibo.
1: Yeah, I think I you think it mean? looks awesome, and I and I think definitely there are like some. But I I'm not upset I bought this amiibo. Let's just say, and sure. I even was like thinking of getting the champion. Like I I like a good amiibo. Nothing gets me happier than a nice amiibo that I can like look at and say I'm not going to buy. But you know, look at Nintendo. They probably are. They're they're going to just be rewarded for this behavior because that's how fans are. Nintendo yeah. fans.
0: Yeah, but it's yeah. okay. But I mean, I you know, money, if you said Nintendo. that if you said that people are upset with them for doing this, you know, I don't know if that's necessarily going to change anything because people have been upset with them in the past. It just doesn't matter. But like, you know, and people were like, quote unquote,
1: upset with the 3D All-Stars remake or remaster, or whatever that was. Yeah. And they still is, is a extremely successful piece of hardware or software.
0: Uh, yeah. You know, it's interesting. I thought that they were absolutely going to retract the limited time exclusivity thing that they were doing with that i thought for sure they were gonna be like okay we hear you sorry but um yeah they nope, did they, not. they, they <laughs> no. stuck through with it <laughs> just gone I, forever
1: I, nintendo i still love you but don't do this to me yeah yeah so i am i've been known to say that the medium is better than any halo campaign ever
0: yeah that's why dude that's so Fucking wild. <laughs> yes, but yes. I want to
1: be... Yes. Cl- I, I, I'm, I'm, clarification on that. Halo is a better game. Yeah, like from like just like what a game is. Yes. I'm talking about a campaign standpoint. I don't I think the Halo that. campaigns are great. Did you play Reach? And my problem with all of the Halo campaigns are the fact that they are reliant on source material that is not in the games. Kinda. Well, sort of. How... Did Sergeant Johnson survive Halo One,
0: Justin? What? If you played Halo Two, you would and remember that. He has that. a line that's like, "I got there somehow." You would remember that it's classified information. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does it matter? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, ah. Uh. I I
1: I just think that there's a lot that happens between the games that they never answer for and i just i, I don't feel like I, when i'm playing halo one i'm not sitting sitting there thinking about like the human condition and like what it means to deal with death and like people that you've lost in a way that the medium did i'm not saying the medium is a great story but i think the 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 backstory the the overall like analytical s- places in my brain are mm. firing when i'm li- like watching the medium rather than halo when it's just like big gun shoot big thing
0: yeah like, I don't think maybe that the Halo games are, like, champions of storytelling. You know what I mean? I think Halo Reach has a really good story. I'll say and that. I, I think, and I that think one Halo has Reach a,
1: is a good story uh, because it does kind of hang on its own, and I do enjoy that, like, kind of end of stuff. Yeah. But even then, those characters are built up as such a big thing, and I feel like all but, like, one of them die kind of, like, quickly.
0: Oh, I disagree. I, I Well, because I also, like, I'm a big fan of the how do you say it? Like, uh, like it just happens. Like the death just happens. Do you know what I'm saying? Very abrupt, unceremonious. It, I uh, mean, I, there, I there's don't, a I, scene with the, when the, when the, the blue Spartan with the robot arm, they're just like running and then just bam shot in the head. I think that's so cool. Cause it's like, yo, at any moment, any of these characters could die. And then they have like a, who could have the most epic death off. But, um, I, I, I think it's kind of cool, but i I know what you're saying about the medium, and as a game, Halo is more fun because it is just i mean like the con- it's just tight, it's a tight loop, you know, whereas like what was the gameplay loop of the medium just, like, uh, lot walking of around yeah, just wa- like just insignificant <laughs> wandering, yeah um but like yeah, I- I'm not like necessarily picking apart like what did it mean in Halo one? When the Arbiter, oh, well, he wasn't in it, but like when well, 343 Spark. Three what do you mean spark, in Halo
1: 1 when Sergeant Johnson goes to that elite and says, hold me?
0: <laughs> it, uh, it meant that at the end of all things, we as men must put down our weapons and embrace our enemies.
1: Wait a second. Oh my God. Halo's campaign is better than the medium.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I know what you mean, but Justin... Do you like Halo? I, like no, right? You're not like a huge fan. Fi- Are you a fan? Would you say you're a fan?
1: I don't think I'm a. F- I don't think I, I, I. look forward to the next Halo game.
0: The and way that I is used my to. question. That is my question. Are you looking forward to Halo Infinite? Uh,
1: this is going to sound negative, and I want to. I want to make sure that you know my 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 position on Halo Infinite has nothing about negativity behind okay. it i don't want to okay. be negative with this but it's going to okay. m- might sound negative i want to see what microsoft quote-unquote first party got for its xbox series x
0: yes i agree yes and go I'm,
1: on. I'm a little afraid that it's not going to be revolutionary
0: from the footage that we saw was that last year? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> uh, when we saw, when everyone was making memes about the the um, brute looking it? like a what fucking was his name Jeff or something? Craig, Craig, <laughs> Craig the brute. Yeah. Uh, when, in that footage, it didn't look mind blowing. It lo- it looked fun. It looked like Halo, but it didn't look like it was changing the game. You know. I am excited to play Halo Infinite, first of all, because I just like Halo in general, Uh, but I'm excited to play Halo Infinite to see if I'm gonna sort of continue liking Halo. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, Halo 3, uh, uh, the original trilogy is really good, ODST is really good, Reach is really good, I know we have differing opinions sort of there, but like... No, uh, it's not that I don't like... Please,
1: please, I don't not like Reach. Mm -hmm. I think my favorite Halo experiences were Reach and ODST. Yeah. Um, But... I it in like an overarching sense the complexity of the stories is, are not that
0: yeah I, I know what you mean uh but then like four and like I did I even play five
1: I I'm did planning not play on five.
0: it I'm planning on just like grinding through them at a certain point uh but like I think those games are so forgettable <laughs> like it's so forgettable that I don't remember if I played Halo 5 um, <laughs> Halo, the Halo Infinite Is going to be the like the factor of like that the determining factor of if I stick with this or not, you know? Does that make sense? Yeah, and and
1: I think it's like if Naughty Dog came out with Uncharted Five and it was it was not good, like that would be a problem for Sony. Yeah, and if Halo comes out like Master Chief is on Microsoft, like he's everywhere. Yeah, if that comes out. And it's just not good.
0: And here's here's the problem too. Like, I think Halo is sort of having a problem that a lot of series, like long running series, have had. I'm talking about like Half Life or like the problem that happened with like Duke Nukem, where there was so much anticipation for that game that it was just like, this will never live up to what people are wanting and expecting from it. And like, I feel like if you're valve and you're making half life three, you're like, how do we meet the expectations of, of what this is supposed to be? Halo infinite. How do you meet the expectations of what that game is going to be? And it can't just be like, it can't be better than not bad, or it can't be better than like not very good, like what you're saying, because it can't even just be fine. Because if it's fine or just like more Halo, that's not good either. It has that's not to be a victory
1: for Microsoft. Co-
0: correct. It has to be like incredible, or it has to be mind blowing, or whatever. And and I, when we talked about on the show in the, I think very early episodes of the show, that first footage was just like. It wasn't mind-blowing, and it looked fine, which is why I was frustrated, because I'm like, this is gonna be fine. And that's a good, like, whatever, but not, not what it, this needs to be.
1: I always come back to God of War. Okay. God of War, to me, was fine. On like, the, ori- the original ones? The original ones. Okay. They were fine. And when God of War 2018 came out, I was like, This will be fine. Is it 2018? Yes. I was like, "Ah, I'm not excited about it. And then once the trailers came out and the people started previewing that, they were like, this is different. This is awesome. And then I played it and it was awesome. It was different. It really like cemented the fact that God of War was awesome. And it, it cemented that Sony first party had the the ability to make these things awesome. And not like with if it just came out with another app, the same God of War that we were used to, I don't think we'd look at God of War as being something that people are super stoked about coming out yeah. this year, potentially next year. And I don't think it would be like a Sony franchise that is going to change the world which I think this one can. Yes, I agree. And I think Halo is one of those things that needs that kind of breath of fresh air. Yeah. And I don't think that from what I saw and what I've seen and granted it's been a year probably since we've seen anything new that this <laughs> Halo is going to be the next step.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Because here here's what's wild, Justin. The thing like the thing I keep coming back to is like we just haven't seen anything about it. You know, like we, we saw that, we saw that footage and it was perfectly bad. fine, it, it, fine, just fine, whatever, like passable. It like, like, okay, uh, yeah, might
1: be harsh. Yeah, bad, 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 I mean, it was Xbox one quality.
0: Correct. And then they're like, fuck it. Coming out 2021. You're like, whoa, that's why. Like I'm, as we've talked about on the show, like I, we're so down with that. We're so down with take the time, do what you got to do to make this a really good game. Uh, and we haven't seen anything about it, so they might come out and be like, this is the game. Like, maybe at E3 yeah. or something like that, and it might be insane. But if they just sort of say, this is the game, it's like the same footage, but like, looks a little bit nicer, like, oh.
1: It's open world Halo.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's what it is, isn't it? Uh, oh, I mean, Halo's always Probably. kind of been, like, had open-ended levels, but like.
1: It looks a little bit more open world, a little bit more like check things off the map but again you're right we haven't seen anything for over a year and even then i'm sure they were like course corrected being like we got to do
0: something about this do you think so they showed that footage and then saw the, the reaction to it and they just had a meeting like throw it all away <laughs> like, like what like That's how do we fix scene. it you know
1: by bethesda that will fix most of your problems <laughs> dude if, if,
0: if the fucking if id software was working on halo i'd be down. Oh my god can you imagine that That'd be
1: so good. That'd be awesome. That'd be so good. That'd be that so good. That would be amazing. You'd have like this either it would be like balls to the wall, like crazy action, or you'd get a little bit of that like horror aspect in there. Like if they go in that if if they would do something like that, that would be awesome.
0: I you know, it's interesting. Uh I've not really been a fan of anything 343's done. So they did, I mean, just the Halo stuff and, and the the remaster, which was fine. Um But like if they leaned more into like the old Halo stuff cuz Halo 1 was kind of spooky with the flood and everything. I mean the the original trilogy was kind of spooky with the flood and, and all that stuff. But if you have id software like you make it like faster and you know anyway. Yeah. So
1: what would get me back into Halo? Tell a me a story that makes me feel something. Honestly. It yeah. wouldn't take and I, and it, I'm going to it's not like that sounds simple. But, like, if there's a story with real character development that does something with Master Chief that's unique. I haven't played five. Maybe that did it. I don't know. I doubt it. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> but if if there is a, like, actual reason that I am caring about Master Chief, other than him just being, like, the I need a weapon, one-liner kind of guy. Yeah. If something happens with him, if he gets in his Iron Man 2, uh, Iron Man 3 example of, like, losing his armor and, like, having to, like, survive without, like, his armor. Yeah. um, And there's, like, real emotion and heart and stakes with him as a character and not just this relationship I never really fell for with him and Cortana. Like, I never, like, was in love with that relationship.
0: It was weird because they tried to, like, towards the end make it seem like it was more than just, like... Friends,
1: you know what I mean? Like, but I
0: always, I always read, I didn't read it as them being like in love, I just read it as them being close, like, work partners. And then, like, they made it a whole thing. It's like, oh, I didn't, (laughs) I was not going where you went with this. Like, if they can do that to me, though,
1: and like, really make me feel that that would be everything for this story, yeah. Um, and even to be like, dumber, like, The Mandalorian. With the Mandalorian, who is a very boring generic character in my opinion, but you put him next to Grogu, and aka then, and Baby Yoda, yeah. Not only does that make him a better character, it makes me love that series. I love yeah. their interactions. That's awesome. I want that, and if they can do that, I'm in.
0: Yeah, I my worry is uh, that they gosh. just do Mandalorian. <laughs> well, no, there, no way they're gonna. No, no way they could pivot on something like that. Uh, I guess my what I mean is like. If it were Bungie, because <laughs> I, like I think they are clearly between Halo and now Destiny and, and all those expansions and stuff, it's clear that they have a really good understanding of how to make their games fun and make their stories at least by the like at the bare minimum, like interesting. I think you got something cool, but uh, I, I worry that Halo Infinite is just going to try and like recapture or play with the nostalgia of like the original trilogy, you know, so yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I I'm
1: I prove me wrong. I want to be proven wrong. I always I'm re- do. I'm not rooting for Halo to fail. I want it not. to be good.
0: I'm really excited to see it though. Just to be like, this is either going to be bad or it's going to be good. It, like, I don't think anyone's going to have no opinion on it. Does that make sense? Just like oh, yeah, with yeah, its yeah. history he, and, <laughs> yeah, and whatever. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's where I'm personally at. I hope we see it at E3. Uh, I think um, like a lot of people I saw, I think I t- texted you about this. A lot of people are like, Microsoft really still doing nothing. Still, their, their console's out and they're still not doing anything. And like, yeah, I guess, but like E3's like next week. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah. why are you f-
0: announcing that today? Why are you announcing that Microsoft has done nothing today?
1: Microsoft but- has two press conferences to absolutely impress Yeah, Bethesda and the Microsoft.
0: I know we're. I think we're talking about this next week with E three predictions and stuff, right? But like, I imagine we're going to see Halo. I imagine we're going to see Starfield at least in any some sort of capacity. I imagine we might even hear about Elder Scrolls. I don't know exactly how that's being divided up. Like, I I think that there's going to be stuff that we're going to see from Microsoft. That's uh, Psychonauts, maybe. Maybe
1: even a a, a, like a drop.
0: Yeah. uh, I I anticipate that Microsoft is going to have a very good end of the year. And I know this, and we will get into this next week more, but I anticipate that they're going to be like Psychonauts comes out in November. uh, This game comes out in December. Halo comes out in December. You know what I mean? Just like back to back to back to back. I mean, I don't think they're going to yeah. do that maybe from a business standpoint, but I would be so stoked for that. So, something like that, that to happen. Uh, do you know anything about Starfield?
1: That's the one uh, with the with the stars, and there's a big field of them. It almost looks like space.
0: Congratulations, Justin! You've cracked the code. <laughs> um, what if it's <laughs> like
1: a medieval fantasy game?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, Starfield, if you're not aware, listener, is the next big Bethesda game that we don't really know much about. Um, I think they announced it at E3 like 2018 or 2019, and we haven't really had much like many details about it other than. It is in development, and there's been like a handful of like leaked screenshots of it and stuff. Uh, people are getting excited about this, and people are getting upset that some people are saying that it's going to be an Xbox exclusive. Do you think it will be? It's looking more like that by the day,
1: and I do not. I think if you're Microsoft and you spent that much money for ZeniMax, yeah, you would hope that there was a little little cherry that they were dangling in front of you, being like, "You'll get this." exclusive game you would hope mean, right i
0: don't think i don't i don't okay 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 but it, it is par for the course that i usually don't understand when people are upset <laughs> like, like, <laughs> uh, and by that i mean in like video game stuff yeah, yeah. because i'm i don't know i think i'm just like a oh cool kind of person you know um so like i genuinely genuinely don't understand why people would be upset if starfield is an xbox exclusive other than the fact that people just don't love xbox the way that they like openly love playstation you know uh but to me the zenimax acquisition like yeah there's gonna be some exclusives coming out of those studios yeah it it would be insane it would be insane if they spent that much money to just continue like publishing things on other platforms you know
1: what i mean It, it would be insane but they did that with minecraft um so like yeah
0: yeah I think
1: this goes back to, like, a, a conversation we were talking about for a while that Sony and Microsoft are two very different companies. Microsoft has money to, like, like Microsoft's number one goal is not to make sure that Xbox is the best thing ever, right? right. Like that's not what their company motto is about. Like, they're going to make moves that are going to be profitable for them. So if they look at the numbers and they bought Zenimax or they were going to buy Zenimax and they're like, if we make these uh, console exclusives versus open to everyone, what's going to make us the most money? What's going to be the best thing for Microsoft? Mm-hmm. They will make the best choice for Microsoft. And yeah. I think the best choice for Microsoft is a mixture of the two, some yes. exclusive, some not. Will uh, uh, a, the next Elder Scrolls game be a console exclusive? I don't think so. Sure. But a new IP like Starfield would bring people to Microsoft. I would mm-hmm. buy if if I had to buy to get the best way to play. Um, the best way to play Starfield would be on Microsoft. I would definitely get a, a Series X for that. Yeah, assuming I could. Um, and exclusive sell consoles, so Microsoft yeah. has to play that game in their head about what's going to be the best thing to sell consoles. Um, and I know,
0: I know. On this show, we've sort of flip flopped over like our exclusives good, our exclusives bad. And by flip flopped, I just mean like talked about both sides of the, of the argument. To me, Xbox having more exclusives is is good for me personally. Uh, I think the Xbox Series X, and I know, I think I said this way back when. I think I prefer it to the PS5, just for a handful of different reasons. So. Having more excuses to play games on there, to me, is cool. And I think, to exactly what you said about Starfield being a new IP, it makes sense that, that would they would want to make that an exclusive because people are going to go out of their way to try and play it then, you know? Yeah. Whereas the next Elder Scrolls, you know, people who've been playing all the Elder Scrolls games on their Playstations or whatever, um, yeah, they might not be super stoked if that goes away. But yeah, I, I genuinely don't understand the upsetness that people have over oh. like microsoft potentially having exclusive games
1: so i think microsoft's decision about exclusive versus not exclusive has nothing to do with the fans being upset right oh like, i don't, I think, I don't microsoft think they care a rat's one ass. bit about playstation yes. people they care about what's going to make them the most money right and i understand why a playstation fan would be mad i guess because that would require them to buy another console
0: right yes
1: <gasps> So, I mean, if you're the type of gamer who's mad that you have to buy another system to play a game on, dude, like, you're just not, you need, don't be that way.
0: Or just, I mean, just like, don't play the game. Like, right. I'm, I'm, I, I, uh, I went years, years, never touching a Sony game. Literally years. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: I still have Sunset Overdrive that I haven't played, but I want to. Yeah. Uh, just because I didn't have a Xbox at the time when it came out.
0: Right. Like, like, so ex- it sucks (laughs) like sorry Uh, yeah
1: fun fact actually i was a xbox live gold subscriber for probably two years without actually owning the new xbox so i have all those exclusive games that came out on (laughs) uh xbox live to download so there's that but sure um yeah i i think console exclusives are a good thing and if you're upset by console exclusives, if you're upset by the fact that a, a game that you want is not on your system, like that, you're not a that become that. That's when fanboyism is a problem. I am an unabashed Sony fanboy. Mm-hmm. Like I love Sony stuff. I love playing the PlayStation. I love using that. I love the trophies. I love getting platinums. I love all that stuff. But if Xbox comes out and says we're going to have Halo only on Xbox, like I'm not mad at Halo because of that.
0: Right. I mean,
1: like like, I will buy an Xbox to play Halo if it's a good game. I mean, it's a good game
0: point in like to your point, Outriders, (laughs) like you were trying to find a an Xbox because you're like, you know, I want to get one. And then also like Outriders, (laughs) like as an added bonus, I think, right. I think that makes sense. So yeah, I, I understand the frustration of maybe not being able to play games because you don't have a the console. I've been there for sure. You know, they're expensive and hard to get. But at the end of the day, like, come on. <laughs> it's it's just how it is, you know? And and I think you look at Sony buying studios pretty frequently to say, nope, they're gonna make exclusives for us now. I think that's fine for them to do because that's what makes sense for them. And usually those games are great. Microsoft, I think has the right to, to do the same thing, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. What are your thoughts on like going like to Marvel's the Avengers, right? With Sony having exclusive rights to a character.
0: Does that bother you at all? No, not really. I mean, I think, I probably could have told you that Sony was going to have exclusive rights to Spider Man. <laughs> Why? <laughs> like just based on the history, you yeah. know what I mean? But um, uh, no, there have been different versions of different games forever, right? Like, yeah, there's just,
1: different aspects of it, and yeah, I think I think these companies spending money on stuff that makes it actually worth it. The fact that I am not buying Outriders on PlayStation because I could play it on Game Pass. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's good for people can fly, right? Like like in terms of me buying stuff, but like, like it allows me as a gamer to play a game. And again, I want to be clear. I can still play Outriders on my Xbox Xbox One.
0: one, Right.
1: I'm just making the choice to wait. Like, yeah. I'm not being like I'm. You might call me crazy for doing that, but like I just want the best experience possible. But plus, right at this point, I'm putting 63 hours into to near replicant. I don't have time for hours. <laughs> you, know I mean?
0: you don't have time for a single playthrough of a game that's forgettable. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, I have my thoughts, but yes, I I completely understand your point. But yeah, I mean, they've there have been different modes for different or different like content or for different platforms forever and and i think it's just part of the whole thing
1: yeah i think if it like i understand like money being a barrier to like get multiple consoles and stuff like that but you got to make a choice yeah at, at, it, like it you know like if you and if you make the choice and you're upset that every game you want to play is not on that system you're never going to be happy with it
0: well right and i think that you look at i don't know i don't think there's a wrong choice i think you choose which what, you, what you're interested. And I was talking to my buddy, Josh about the new consoles. Cause he was like, you know, should I buy a PlayStation five? Cause he, he well, I play apex with him. And, um, I was like, uh, he, I mean, it's cool. Like it is cool. Uh, and, and he was sort of talking about the games that he likes. Cause you know, he's a little different taste in games than I do. And, um, he was basically, he said like, I'm sort of at this point where like, I don't necessarily think I need to buy any games full price anymore. Just cause you know, I'll get to them when I get to them. And you know, is a big ask, or $70 now is a big ask. I was like, to be honest, if that's how you're feeling, you get an Xbox with Game Pass, like that's the way to go, man. Because there are, I I wrote about it this week, so currently there are 376 games on there. The (laughs) Xbox uh, Series X and Xbox Series S enhanced games, there's 44 of there on there, uh, totaling all of those games added up. It's over, I think it's like $1,700, worth of video games and that's just those 44 games of like that's how much you're getting for $15 a month do that dude you know and then if you're upset that oh well I can't play Spider-Man or I can't play God of War or whatever well there's a ton of other great stuff on there like yeah you know what I'm saying
1: I mean ultimately the only way to be happy in life according to some people is to have enough money to buy everything I guess so, but, but you got to make choices with your life. You got to make choices with your time. And most importantly, going to this conversation, you got to make choices with your money. And the, you just have to look at what game library are you more interested in? Right. And that choice is not a perfect choice because not every game is on every system. Yeah. So exclusive games are great. Um, I think games are great in general, I like yeah. exclusive games because it gives me a reason to play the Xbox, or it gives me a reason to play the PlayStation Five. Like, and you know, I'm privileged enough that I, I I can you know afford these systems. And when I haven't been in places where I could afford them, there are still so many PlayStation One games and PlayStation Two games I have never played before. Mm-hmm. But I in one of my most memorable memories of video gaming is when Metal Gear Solid 5 came out, I wanted to play all Metal Gear Solid games leading up to that. I've never played them before. So I bought the, like, collection, and yeah. I, I didn't own a PlayStation 1 or PlayStation 2, so I never played Metal Gear Solid 1 or 2, like, uh, like originally. So, like, going through that and, like taking my time and playing through them, going through the systems was such a fun moment for me because mm-hmm. at that point when Gear Solid five came out, I could, I had a PS three, I could yeah. play all those games affordably and it worked for me. Um, that did not take away my enjoyment of that series at all. The fact all right. that I had to wait.
0: Yeah. In
1: fact, it made, it made every metal gear game better. Sure. Oh, and I, I actually I actually lied. I did play Metal Gear Solid 2 without playing Metal Gear Solid 1 for the Xbox.
0: We caught you. This was a sting operation this whole time to catch no, you lying well, about. No, I'm sorry. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know about you, but like, I also get excited when I'm playing an exclusive game. Because I get to see. It's like, what do you got? Show me what you got. That you thought this was so good that you want. It, that This is the only place to play this game. You know, Um
1: Returnal is a great example because if you look at Returnal, um, that game would be, I don't want to say that game would be average if it was like a cross-platform thing, but the fact that it was on PS5, exclusive to PS5, and they could use all the PS5 features with the DualSense specifically made it that much better and that much cooler and made you appreciate it that much more and that's something that you can't get if you have something that's on everything and even like looking at like assassin's creed they they are using uh valhalla they're using the dual sense like triggers to make it harder to pull your bow and stuff okay but like it i hate it
0: it's <laughs> annoying <laughs> yeah okay
1: but in a game that's designed for it specifically it's awesome
0: yeah and that that's the point like when you play a game that is curated for the console you're playing it on, like, I think that's really exciting because it makes use of all of the things that make that console great. And there's nothing wrong with these cross-platform games, obviously. Uh, and, and they have their own merits as well. But when it's sort of like copy pasted across the whole spectrum, it's sort of like, well, because of that, no, like there's no, to exactly what you said about like the controller. It's just, it's added on extra as sort of like oh yeah you could do this too i guess but it wasn't designed with that in mind
1: and even like going back to like the playstation 3 how when that first came out um dealing with programming for that was a lot different than programming for like the xbox 360 it was a lot harder but by yeah. the end of that generation because people learned what the playstation 3 could do games looked better on the ps3 than they did in the xbox 360 yeah and that's because they were able to use the, uh, what were those things called? The cell processors and mm-hmm. they understood them better. And that made the exclusive PlayStation games unique. And the fact that they had power and it, it just looks so much better on the PlayStation.
0: Yeah. But I, I think that, um, I mean, we have, <laughs> this is not necessarily super pertinent, but like with the Xbox, it just loads way faster. Yeah. Uh, I know mean, it doesn't. Sorry. The, the PlayStation loads faster. But the Xbox runs better.
1: But even then, it depends on the game,
0: right? Exactly. Yes. So it it,
1: it it's it's uh, all like a a mixed bag of stuff. Um, console exclusives are not bad. They create envy, and when yes. people have envy, that's when people get mad, and that's why it seems like they're bad. Yeah. Put that on a shirt. That rant I just that had.
0: whole yeah okay that whole <laughs> sort of sentence there. <laughs> Once again, we've reached the end of our show. Thanks for listening to Hep- Hitbox, episode 44. Wow. 44. 44 of these dang things. Did I say 44 at the top? Part of me thinks I didn't.
1: No, you no, you did, because I remember, as you said that, I went to check to make sure that was correct. Oh, gotcha. Perfect, <laughs> perfect.
0: Well, I appreciate uh, everyone who, who tunes in every single week. Next week, we're talking about E3 predictions. If you have predictions, we want to hear about them. You can let us know those um at Hitbox Pod on Twitter, or you can send us an email at hitboxofficialpodcast at gmail.com. If you if you feel so inclined, if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can give us a follow, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts, or you can also share this show with a friend. That would mean the entire world for a uh, to us, excuse me. Justin, do you have anything to add here at the at the end? Yeah,
1: also if you guys could let me know, should I play Mass Effect Legendary Edition or Oh Beat Returnal.
0: Uh, Returnal. Oh wow, Mass that Effect was a quick Le- one. Mass Effect Legendary Edition is going to be there for you.
1: Yeah, that's true. But so will Returnal be. And let me—I want to be honest. I had the have the menu music for Mass Effect stuck in my head, and it's been stuck in my head since we talked about it last week, and it has seriously impacted the quality of my life for mm, better for mm, worse. Mm. I'll let you decide. But
0: that's good. I've been, i did mention it at the top of the show. I've been playing more of it. It's, it's still good. Um, <laughs> hasn't changed still good but you'll probably get through returnal quicker than you'll beat those games
1: you're assuming a lot about me
0: that's very true yeah well if you have assumptions about us let us know on twitter at hitbox pod or you can send us an email i'll just repeat the email here again hitbox official podcast at gmail dot com how do i usually end it
1: um 44 is not an old age no but it's getting up there yeah and games that we played a year ago are now old games
0: is that true one of these days we're going to have an episode that's what constitutes an old game (laughs) like at what point does it get like at what point does a game turn into an old game because i will be interested in that we will talk about that at a later date in time for now just always remember that old games are old we'll catch you next time later
1: (laughs) bye I'll stop recording